um, I want to encourage you in this, um, in this time period, there is a lot happening, amen? There is a lot happening, and so we are going to be taking a look today at um, how we can partner with the sound of heaven, which has not changed, amen? How, how many of you know that the tune of heaven has not changed in this season, that the word of God is true, and it doesn't say the word of God is true until the year 2023, and then everybody panic. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The word of God is true. So we want to tune our instruments to the true A of heaven. Amen. We don't want to tune to one another. If an orchestra tries to tune to one another, the whole thing is going to sound terrible. But if the conductor plays a true A note and everyone tunes to true A, then we all come in alignment in unity with him and it sounds beautiful and it's amazing and we become effective in this season. Amen. I'm telling you that the enemy has been lying to people and is trying to get everybody in fear and powerlessness so that he can render you ineffective. And I'm telling you that the message is the same in this season, in this year, in this time, as it has always been. It is that the gospel is true, the power of God is found in the good news, it is found in Jesus Christ, amen, and he has an endless supply for us, amen. I know a lot of people speculate about, is this the end times, is this not? It certainly looks like we're headed that way. End times could be 100 years, could be 1,000, I don't know, but it looks like we're headed that way, but it says in Thessalonians, comfort one another with these words, Amen? It says, comfort one another. It says in Matthew 24, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you don't get alarmed. Amen? See to it that you don't get alarmed. The spirit of fear is never going to be a tactic of a believer in Christ. Never, ever, ever. It is going to render you useless. So we need to stand up to fear in this season. Somebody tell your neighbor, see to it that you don't get alarmed. Don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things happening. Don't be alarmed. Can I tell you, when you open up social media, I'm not against social media. I think that it's a fantastic way for the gospel to reach places that humans can't go. Amen? I can, I can do an encouragement video from my office, and people in Africa are watching it, and it's like, whoa, <laughs> this is a great time for the gospel to reach across the planet. Amen? So it's not social media is good or bad, but just know when you open up social media, you are opening up a portal and know that you are entering into spiritual warfare zone. Amen? So put on your armor properly before you go on to social media. There's a lot of voices out there. There's a lot of confusion out there. Amen? It's really important that we know, okay, this is not relaxy time. Amen? We're not seeking social media for our peace. Amen? We use social media. I'm not against social media. Okay? 
That's, that's how we're getting word out about the conference and stuff like that. But know that that is not your relaxing, peaceful time. If you know uh, who you are in the spirit, know that the enemy is trying to come to you through that portal with all kinds of discouragement, with legalism and law, and you're not doing enough, or fear, or gossip, or anger, or people being mean to one another, and you pick up a fence. Just know, I need to arm in the spirit before I go into that zone. Amen? so that you can go in prepared, and so that you can go in to be a light in a dark place. Amen? Really important to understand. Esther 4.14. You guys read the book of Esther. That's a fantastic one. I highly recommend that you read that. I highly recommend the entire Bible, really. (laughs) It's goodness on every page. (laughs) Esther 4.14. This is where Mordecai is encouraging Esther. Um, She has this opportunity to go into the king, but she's going to have to risk her life to go into the king and speak up for the Jewish people who are about to be annihilated. And Mordecai says to her uh, in Esther 4.14, For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Someone say, for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. Do you think that the Lord was surprised that you are alive in this time period? He's like, whoops, you got through. Dang it, I should have put you in the 50s, right? It was a simpler time then, (laughs) right? Maybe in some ways, right? God is not surprised that you're alive in this season. In fact, you are part of his strategy. Amen? Amen. You are part of his strategy in this season, and that's not for you to take on this heavy load and this heavy burden like it all depends on you, but you are part of his strategy, Because his strategy is the bride rising up. It is the church. Amen. That is his strategy. Someone say, I was born for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. It's important to know what we're doing here in this place. The mandate on this house and on us as pastors here is that we are not raising up an audience. We are raising up an army. Amen. We're not raising up people. We're not trying to fill this place with people so that we can just feel good about ourselves or just have numbers or whatever. Like it's, it really is like the mandate is that we're raising up an army. Okay. So in some ways we do things differently that, you know, some people are like, you're not going to attract a lot of people, you know, with 45 minutes of worship, or you're not going to attract a lot of people with this and that or whatever. And I won't even say the things. I don't want to put thoughts in your head. (laughs) But when you go to find a church, you want to go and find a tribe where you know that you can grow, where you know that Holy Spirit has placed you so that you can, you know, fulfill everything in your life that that God has for you. And it comes through, um, through the people around you. It comes through community. It comes through the word of God and just um, being raised up. Amen. So we're here not raising up an audience. We're here raising up an army. And so it looks a little bit different. Amen? All right. Raising up an army. Don't think like a consumer when you come to this place. Amen? Don't think like a consumer. Think like a mother or a father. Think like royalty. Amen? Amen? You are an answer to someone's prayer around you. Amen? I know that the enemy has hoodwinked a lot of us into like, oh, I can't do that, and I can. I'm so proud of you, Neil. You killed it this morning. It was awesome. 
He's just like, he, he's pushing back the enemy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it is scary to come up here and do that when you've never done it before. But we need to push him back, amen? That he gets us so scared and in our own head and in our own space. But it's like, when we enter into the grace of God, these things become really easy. So it's our job here to come and get equipped, amen? And to step into his grace, to step into his flow, step into his supply, okay? Now, when I talk about all the things in the world and stuff, and, and you know, I, I had a really overwhelming night this past week, and, um, and, you know, there's just so much. There's, like, there's wars in Ukraine, you know, there's everything with Israel, and just, you, you read about the horrible, horrific things that have been done, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm weeping, and I'm crying, and I'm praying, and um, there's, there's so much. There's so much perversity. There is so much attack on our kids, and, you know, all these things, and, like, financial crisis, and people having difficulties, and all these different things, and I started to feel so overwhelmed, and the Lord just corrected me because it's like you start to lose sleep if you think that you are relying on yourself. Does this make sense? You start to say, I can't. Like, I, I don't, I can't even care about all the things. Has anyone ever felt like that? You look at all the things, you're like, oh my gosh, all of it is big, important, all of it really matters, but you look at it and you're like, I actually can't engage my heart enough in all of the things or I will fall apart. Amen. On top of that, pastoring people, you know, it's like uh, there's a lot of people that I love going through hard times right now. You know, people don't tend to call you and have a meeting because like, oh, I just want to tell you life is great. <laughs> you know, that's just not, you know, the phone call you get most of the time. But and that's that's OK. Um, but it's it's really important that we see what the enemy does with that. Because if you feel overwhelmed and you're like, I can't care about all the things you start to say, I can't even look at any of it. And I'm just going to back away, and I'm just going to check out, and I'm, you know what, like, let's, let's just, like, pull up Netflix, because I just want to escape. Does this make sense? And do you see how the enemy would just render us useless, because we're so overwhelmed, and it's because we're thinking from the wrong tree. Here she goes again. <laughs> the two trees, okay? There's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that Adam and Eve ate from, that they were instructed not to eat from because it would bring death. Amen? This is a tree where you are your own supply, where I take my, we all have this spiritual umbilical cord, okay? And I can either plug this umbilical cord into Jesus over here on the tree of life, or I can come over here on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and plug it right back into my own self. Does this make sense? You're not doing enough. You're not good enough. You're not praying enough. You need to do this more. You need to do that more. And you start trying to earn things on this tree. And this tree really quickly leads to powerlessness. Amen? Because you, you are not Jesus. Okay? You have Jesus in you. You are not an endless supply. Amen? Can all my, all my codependent friends shout out, amen? <laughs> you do not have endless supply of time, energy, and resources. Amen? He does. Okay? So this is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The knowledge of good things kills people just as much as the knowledge of bad things. There are people doing horrible things in the name of something they see as good. Amen? This is the tree of legalism. This is the tree of religion. Religion is where you are your own source. Amen? Over here is the tree of life. Who is the life? Jesus. This is the tree of truth. Who is truth? 
Jesus, this is the tree of freedom. How do you access this tree? Through Jesus, through relationship. Do you see how relationship is opposite of striving? Amen? So you come over here in intimacy and relationship with Jesus. You unplug from yourself, plug into him, and he's this endless supply of grace and mercy. In fact, he says, come to me, all you who are heavy and and, uh, weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the tree we have to be on in this season if we're going to be effective. Amen. This is not, oh my gosh, people who preach grace just don't get it. We have to get serious now in this time period. Uh Uh-uh. You do not have an endless supply. He does. This is the message for this time period. You must be filled with Holy Spirit in this time period. You must be plugged into him and release the things of him. Amen. When you're drinking of his water, he fills you so that rivers come through your belly. Amen. You have to stay on this tree. It does not depend on you. You depend on him. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil is a tree of demand. Somebody say demand. Demand. When you get on this tree, it's just demand after demand after demand. You're not doing this enough. You're not giving enough money to that thing or that thing or whatever. It is a tree of demand. That tree over there is a tree of supply, okay? This tree right here represents the law. Now, when I say the law, I'm talking about the Ten Commandments, okay? The Ten Commandments. And I know people, like, just like the air got sucked out of the room. (gasps) She's saying bad things about the Ten Commandments. No, the Ten Commandments is perfect. It's God's perfect standard. But the whole point of the perfect standard is that we cannot meet it. Does this make sense? And so we are no longer under the law. We are under grace and under the spirit of life and of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Amen? Now, once we get born again and we're saved, we're on this tree where we're receiving endless supply from Jesus Amen. And people will teach you, you have to go back to that tree if you want to walk in holiness. You have to go back to that tree if you want to have blessing. You have to go back to that tree if you want to be fruitful. And I'm telling you, you need to read the Bible because that's not what the Bible describes. Amen. Okay. So um, (laughs) the message of the demand tree is you're not doing enough, you're not holy enough, you're not qualified enough, you're not worthy, try harder, do better, okay? You are your own supply, and it is overwhelming, and you want to unplug from Jesus and everything else when you're on that tree, amen? That's the enemy's tactic, okay? Romans 5.20 said that the law came in that sin would abound, the law came in that sin would abound, okay? 1 Corinthians 15, 56 says the strength of sin is the law. The strength of sin is the law, okay? Romans three nineteen says, now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law that every mouth may be stopped 
and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, no one will be declared righteous in God's sight by the works of the law. Rather, through the law, we become conscious of our sin. Somebody say, conscious of our sin. Mm -hmm. Do we want to become more conscious of our sin? Is that a good goal? No, because the Bible says you are dead to sin. Amen? You are dead to sin. Okay, so what is the law for? Okay, um, I, <laughs> I am going to use a visual aid. Okay, the law is there because if you go out in the world and you talk to most people and you say, hey, you know, person on the street, do you think that you're going to make it into heaven someday? What do you think most people will say? They'll say, I, I hope so. They'll say, probably yes, you know, unless they're a Satanist or something, you know, whatever. They'll say, yeah, probably. And what is their reasoning? Because I'm a good person. Because I've done bad things, but I've probably done more good things than bad things, right? Would you say that most people would say that? What tree are they on? The knowledge of good and evil. They're, they're eating the same fruit that Adam and Eve did. That's what happened to the human race. Amen? They unplugged from God. They plugged into themselves for themselves to be the judge of what is right and what is wrong. Amen? And that ministers death. Okay? In fact, the law is called the ministry of death. It's called the ministry of condemnation. Now, why do we do that? Because person on the street, and I'll just use Angela's example. Okay? Hey, person on the street, do you think you're headed to heaven someday? Sure do. Yeah. How come? Why would you say that? Yeah, so what is the standard of what's good and what's bad? <laughs> well, I, I'm here to tell you that God has a holy standard, and the standard is the Ten Commandments. That's like, you're not supposed to kill anybody, there's no adultery, there's no lying lips, help me, there's no covetousness, don't worship other gods, so don't lie, don't murder. Have you ever done any of those things? She says, nope, not a one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so have you done any of those things? Okay. So the law is not like the law cannot bend. You cannot wink at the law or it's not the law. So the law always holds its standard. It doesn't give. It doesn't bend. It's perfect. But something was wrong with us. And so we couldn't fulfill it. Does that make sense? Okay. Have you ever looked at someone and just felt like, ugh, I hate you? Yeah, so Jesus says that you actually murdered that person. So the way the law works is that if you are guilty of even one commandment, if you've broken even one commandment, you are guilty of the whole thing. The whole thing is pass-fail, okay? So are you guilty of the whole law, Angela? So this is what the law is for, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Has any of you ever like turned on your camera phone thing and it's like facing you and you're like, ah, you see your own face. <laughs> so this is what the law does. It shows you your own face. It shows you who you are. Do you meet the standard, Angela? You know, Jesus even said, if you've ever looked on someone with lust, you've already committed adultery. Are you guilty of adultery? Yes, I am. Absolutely. You know, every single one of us for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory. Amen. So this is a mirror to show people you don't cut it. And then you get to offer them the good news. What's the good news? 
Jesus did. Amen. Can the live stream see their mirror? (laughs) So this is what this shows you, okay? And so it's really awesome because when you need to see people get saved, that's how you show them you need a Savior. You need Jesus. And then they come and they're like, oh, wow, the Holy Spirit ministers condemnation to them. You don't make it without Jesus. The Holy Spirit ministers death to you. Hey, you're dead. Hey, Bree, you're dead. Look at you. You thought you were doing good, but you're dead, right? Look, Ethan, you're dead, right? And it's a good ministry. We have to show people how dead they are, right? And I'm like, Ethan, but I've got good news for you. Even though you're dead, Jesus made a way. He fulfilled this so that you don't have to. Amen? And so then Ethan's like, oh my gosh, I'm dead. How do I get born again? Amen? He's like checking himself out. He's been working out too. He's like, I'm going to get swole at the gym. This is what the law does. It shows you yourself, okay? So once you have Jesus and you're on that tree, is it good for you to go back and be shown yourself all the time? No. Because all you're going to see is, are you enough for the world's problems, Daniel? Are you enough? Look at yourself. Look at all the ways that you fail. Just look at it. You know, I'm going to do this as a prophetic act for Jason. Ha ha, isn't Neil so prophetic? Jason, this is not a mirror that we want to look in anymore. Of like, what am I doing? Not even of the past, but even of right now. What are you not doing enough of? Are you doing this enough? Are you doing that enough? Are you being this enough? Are you being that? This is a law, this is a, a ministry of death. It's a ministry of not enough. It's a ministry of I, I'm just gonna back away from everything. I can't possibly pray enough. I don't have enough supply for this. And this is what causes sleepless nights. When you look at the world and you look at all the problems, you're like, I I, I know I'm not enough. I couldn't possibly pray enough. Amen? Okay. This is not a helpful ministry to come back to. This will actually steal fruit from you. Amen? This is not going to make you more fruitful. Angela, I think it's going to be okay. These are Angela's mirrors, by the way. (laughs) I think it'll be okay. All right. So, is it like, sorry, everyone's like, the glare. (laughs) Jesus, we thank you for what you did. You're so awesome, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. This is why the law is useful, so that you can face people down that struggle with self-righteousness. Amen? It's like, hey, Pharisee, do you actually see, you know, where you're actually at? You need Jesus. Amen? Romans 7 says, therefore, my brethren, you have now become dead to the law through the body of Christ. Somebody say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another. Are you married to Mr. Law anymore? No, because you died, (laughs) right? You have now become dead to the law so that you can marry another to him who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God. So how do you bear fruit to God? By marrying Jesus, right? By marrying Jesus, you will bear fruit. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. We're not married to Mr. Law anymore. Mr. Law demands and demands and demands, and he is perfect. There's nothing wrong with him, but it shows me that there's something wrong with me. 
Amen? The law is a mirror that shows you all the time. Jesus. <laughs> Some people worry that if you teach people that they're no longer under the law, that it's going to become a free-for-all. And um, I would say to some degree, if you don't teach that you are now under the Spirit, that makes sense. So if you see people teaching grace and there is no grid for Holy Spirit, I would say that leaves people in some confusion, okay? Because we're not following these like 10 steps, it's like all these demands, but we are following the voice of the Holy Spirit, amen? Now, is the voice of the Holy Spirit going to lead you into adultery? Of course not. Of course not. But we're going to be led by the Spirit. Amen? All right. Thank you, Jesus. 2 Corinthians 3, 4 through 18. I believe we have that one for the screens. Um, 2 Corinthians 3, 14 through 18. This is an important one for this uh, time period. Such confidence. Somebody say confidence. Such confidence we have through Christ toward God. We have confidence, how? Toward God. How do you have confidence toward God? Through Christ, okay? So that we can approach God with confidence through Christ, amen? Okay? Not that we are adequate in ourselves, amen? Not over here. Not that we're adequate in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God, who also made us adequate as servants of a new covenant. Someone say, new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. But if the ministry of death in letters engraved on stones, so what is the ministry of death? What's engraved on stones? The law, the Ten Commandments, okay? But if the ministry of death in letters engraved on stones came with glory so that the sons of Israel could not look intently at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face fading as it was. Do you guys remember that story? That he would come down from the mountain and he, his, there was this glory and it shone on his face and he wore a veil, okay? How will the ministry of the Spirit fail to be even more with glory? Amen? For if the ministry of condemnation has glory, much more does the ministry of righteousness abound in glory. Amen? Someone say, abound in glory. For indeed, what had glory, in this case, has no glory because of the glory that surpasses it. Amen? So it's like the glory of the law pales in comparison to the glory of Jesus in the Spirit. Amen? It surpasses it. Thank you, Jesus. For if that which fades away was with glory, much more that which remains is in glory. Therefore, having such a hope, somebody say hope. How do we have hope in this day and age, in the year 2023, with wars and rumors of wars? How do we have hope? In Jesus. It's important that we have hope. If you have no hope, you have no leadership. Amen. You must have hope in this season. Therefore, having such a hope, we use great boldness in our speech. How do we have boldness? By getting on this tree, in his supply, in grace, being married to Jesus, being led by Holy Spirit, unplugging from ourselves, plugging into him. Amen? 
not fighting things in our flesh. People will tell you in this day and age, we got to get tougher, we got to get harder, we got to get meaner. And I'm like, no, we have to be more Jesus. We have to be more loving. We have to preach the gospel. We cannot blame sinners for their sin. We were there once too. Amen? You're going to hold picket signs in front of sinners and tell them you're a sinner. Give them the good news. Amen? Amen. You shouldn't be shocked when sinners sin. Amen? We have to step into grace and minister Jesus. Amen? There's this whole, the political spirit, and I, we need to stand up. And we need to stand up for righteous laws. But people don't become righteous through any law. And you can erect all the powerful laws you can that prevent women from aborting babies. And if you've aborted a baby, we love you. There's reconciliation and redemption for you. God loves you. And we can minister to you. But you cannot perform any kind of law in our courts that then there's still mamas that want to kill their babies. Amen? It's not going to come through this tree. Does this make sense? We do want righteous laws in courts. We want to stand up. We want to speak up. We want to vote. Amen? Do you guys hear what I'm saying? But ultimately, we have to have revival. We have to have Jesus. We have to have a billion soul harvest. Amen? No one is ever made righteous through laws. Amen. Do you hear me saying laws are important? Okay. All right. Nobody write me letters. <laughs> All right. And are not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not look intently at the end of what was fading away. But their minds were hardened for until this very day at the reading of the old covenant, the same veil remained unlifted because it is removed in Christ. But to this day... Whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their heart. To this day, when you focus on the law, when you focus on what good things and bad things or whatever, a veil comes over your heart and you miss Christ. Does this make sense? Okay. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now this Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Thank you, Lord. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. How are we transformed? By beholding Jesus. By beholding Jesus. How many of you know that the law is a mirror? How many of you know that beholding Jesus is also a mirror? And there is never going to be a good enough picture of Jesus. I, I really struggled. I'm like, ah, oh, to give him any kind of face that's just like it's never going to look right, right? But now you behold Jesus, and Jesus shows you a mirror. Look, I am in you, and you are in me. You are in Christ, so when you look around the world, you're in my supply. It's, it doesn't depend on you. It depends on me. And you know what? I have already overcome the world. And I've made you more than a conqueror. And I've called you to certain things. And I'm not calling you to all the things. But I have called you to some things. And you have endless supply for the things I've called you to. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Ryan. You get to look in this mirror all day long. I'm going to behold Jesus, and I'm being transformed into his image from glory to glory. Amen? Even in the transformation process, sometimes even with myself, I'm like, God, I know I got to get better at this, and I got to shift that in my life, and I want to be a better mom, and I want to be more organized or whatever. And we jump, we jump on this tree of all the things that I know aren't good enough yet, right? But if Holy Spirit is highlighting something, and he's putting his finger on it, then you have the grace to go after that thing. Amen? It's his, his number one job is not to fix you. Amen. <laughs> His number one job is not to fix you. Behold Jesus. Is this going to be reflecting in people's faces? Um, all right. Well, what if we do this? Is that better? I just want to keep Jesus' face. Is that good? It's kind of hidden behind the guitar. Um, behold Jesus. Behold him. Someone say, behold him. <laughs> you are never more beautiful you are never more thankful. You are never more holy. You are never more fruitful. You are never more radiant than when you are beholding Jesus and Jesus behold you or, and, and people behold you. Amen? When you have your eyes locked on Jesus, that is when you're fruitful. Amen? That intimacy, that is what produces holiness Closeness with him, intimacy, that's where holiness comes from. The closer you can get to Jesus, that produces holiness. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. The devil's one objective in life is to get you to take your eyes off of Jesus, especially to get your eyes on yourself. Mm -hmm. Look at yourself the way heaven sees you and keep your focus on Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, keep your focus on Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You need to change your supplier. Change your supplier. This is demand. This is supply. Don't plug into yourself. Change your supplier. There was one day that I walked into KFC, and I was going to go get chicken for my family, for my kids. And I walked in, and I'm like, hey, I'd like to order such and such. And they said, we're sorry, we're out of chicken. <laughs> I'm like... KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken. You guys have one job, and you have no chicken, <laughs> right? And they're like, yeah, there was an issue with our supplier. And I'm like, you guys better figure out your supplier situation. This was like years ago. But this was not even COVID times. Like, it's just like, how, how are you out of chicken? It's like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, right? You got to change your supplier, right? You, you have no chicken, <laughs> Jesus has chicken. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Without Jesus, you're just a KFC with no chicken. <laughs> Why is it hard to pray sometimes? Why is it hard to pray in this season? Probably because you're on a tree of demand. Okay? Jesus says, come to me if you're weary and heavy laden. 
Just like, Jesus, you have endless supply. God, would you fix what's wrong in Ukraine? Sometimes I don't even know how to pray. Lord, would you fix the corruption in our government, God? Lord, would you help the people in in Israel, God? Would you stop um, the loss of life? Lord, we pray for the hostages, God. And you're coming into his supply, and you're believing that he's going to do it. It's not up to you. Jesus, I just allocate this massive power and love that you have, and I just declare that the hostages will be released and safe, God. And Lord, we pray blessing over those that have experienced such loss, God. Show us, Lord, how we can partner. Lord, you can even come to him and say, I don't know. God, I need wisdom. I want to do more. Show me more. Right? Does this make sense? And you get to enter into his supply. Um, There was a time that we went to, it's called Barizona. Have anyone been to Barizona? And we were on this little area, and there was like albino bison, and there was this whole thing about, like, save the albino bison. And it's like they had all these studies and different things and where they came from or whatever. And I came away from that going, there's somebody that wakes up every morning thinking about albino bison. And that is their calling in their life. And you know what? That's important. I'm, I'm not trying to, to disrespect that. God put it on someone. So how many of you know we, we do want to save the bison, right? So God puts it on someone's heart. That's what they live for. Amen? There is that type of thing all throughout our world. There's someone that wakes up in the morning and they're like, we've got to save babies, right? There's people that wake up in the morning and they're like, I feel called to pray for Africa. And like God has endless supply for all the things, okay? The enemy would have you look at all the things and say, see, you can't do anything. You're powerless. But you can do the one thing when you're on his supply that he says for you to do. And you can do what all your heart is unto the Lord and trust that somebody else has all the other things. Amen. And don't judge the other people that they don't take the same priority as you because they have a bison call and you have a baby call. Amen. Can we not partner with the spirit of offense in this season? Because we all need each other. Amen. Both are right. So when someone comes to you and says, hey, we want to save the babies. Yay, you're, you're a gift to me. How can I partner? Maybe I can give money. I don't have to pick up the entire burden and make that my life's calling right? But there's things that I can do. Same thing with the bison. Same thing with anything else that we have calling for. Amen. Someone say, God has endless supply for all of the things. So I just need to worry about myself (laughs) and what he's telling me to do. Amen. Amen. That will keep you out of powerlessness. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Don't pick up false burdens. Thank you, Jesus. That's, that's what I was experiencing the other night. I'm just like, I can't even sleep. I can't possibly pray for all these things. And God's like, what have I called you to do that with all of your heart? Amen. Seek me for the things you don't know. Do you know if you need wisdom, you can ask him. God, I don't even know, but I'm coming to you and I'm connecting with you. I don't even know. Lord, help me. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So Jesus, we just thank you so much, God. Lord, that you have created us to be powerful and not to be powerful within our own strength or within our own selves, but to be powerful with the power that you supply. And Lord, I thank you, God, that you truly paid it all. Lord, that you truly paid for every sin and mistake. Lord, that you have uh, made a way where there was no way, Jesus, where we can enter into your grace. We can enter into the holy of holies and commune with you. I thank you that we are one with you and you are in us and we are in you. And we just give you glory for that, Jesus. 
We give you glory, God. We give you glory, God. And I break every lie right now of powerlessness off the people's lives in Jesus' name. I break every spirit of fear that has tried to masquerade as wisdom. I break that right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I break every passivity. I break every spirit of trauma that has tried to come on people, even just the trauma of like, it seems like I'm hearing new bad news every day. We just cut that off right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that your word says, do not be alarmed that you never want us to partner with a spirit of fear. So we just call, if, if you've struggled with fear, I want you to make this personal to you right now and just say, fear, you are not my friend. You do not keep me safe. I will not allow you to prophesy over my life, over my city, over my church, over my state, over my nation, or over the world. It's Holy Spirit's job to lead me, to guide me, and to show me the future. Mm -hmm. So fear, we silence you. In Jesus' name, yes. Every condemnation, we silence you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Every anxiety, we silence you in Jesus' name. We say, ha, ha, ha. It doesn't depend on me. It depends on him. And he's got this. Yeah, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. Yeah, and we just declare those things cannot come back in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you would uh, just bring that conviction of righteousness, Lord Jesus, that you would remind us of how powerful that we are in you, God, that you would remind us of your love and of your grace and of your endless supply. And I pray that we would live our lives continuously on this tree with you, And we just give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. And if there is anybody, let's just keep our eyes closed and heads bowed. If there's anybody or anybody on the live stream that has never taken this deal, it's like, it's it's the best deal ever that you get to trade your your sins, your mistakes, you know, that God shows you, you know, who, who you are without him. And he's like, I paid for you so that you would be with me. It's such an easy thing to do. It's just this beautiful exchange where you give him all the sins and mistakes and you just invite him in. And then he comes and he gives you a free gift of righteousness. So yeah, I just pray for any of those that have never done that before. It's so simple. Just just even talk to him. It doesn't have to be magic words. Just God, I give you my life and I receive your gift of righteousness. I just, I wanna be with you, Jesus. I wanna have relationship with you, Jesus. And we just thank you so much for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen, amen.